Our sermons this Lenten season have focused on the, the life of the prophet Elijah. Today we actually hear that the first story in the Bible in which we hear about Elijah. It's from 1 Kings chapter 17. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. This is God's word. Dear friends in Jesus, I just finished teaching a, a Bible study in Spanish to a family in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where we used to live. After the Bible study was done, I, I was about to, to leave their house and I offered to, to, to end by saying a, a prayer for them. So I asked if there was anything they wanted to pray for. And the woman raised her hand. And I thought I knew what she was going to ask because this woman is, is blind. Doctors can't explain why she suddenly lost her sight. And I talked about that. This, this woman and her husband, they have an adult son who is incapacitated and lives in a nursing home in Mexico. And so I, I thought I knew what she was going to ask for. Prayers for sight. Prayers for healing. But do you know what she asked us to pray for? She said, Pastor, ask our God to give a little taco to our son in Mexico today. That was it. Just a little taco for our son in Mexico. And when she had said that, it really, it really hit me. I thought, I, I think I need to learn about trust and faith from this woman instead of her from me. How often in your life have you sat down and prayed, God, just, just give me a little taco just a little bread. I have to admit, I, I don't pray like that. Mostly because 
I have food at my house. Always. Right? And I take it for granted. Remember when I was a kid, a, a teammate on my, my baseball team, once in conversation, he told me that he and his grandmother only eat once a day. And I remember thinking to myself, why? I think I know now. Have you ever had to sit down and pray, God, just, just give me a little bread? There's a huge question in life that you and I don't spend a lot of time thinking about. And it's the question, who provides that was a big controversial question in Elijah's day. We've been hearing about Elijah this Lent and hopefully some of the story is starting to sound familiar. During Elijah's day, there was a bad king who didn't trust in the Lord. His name was King Ahab and to make matters worse, King Ahab had married a wife from a different country who didn't believe in the Lord at all and her, her name was Queen Jezebel and they brought these foreign gods, idols, into Israel, gods like Baal, and Ashtoreth. Do you remember what Baal was the god of? Storms and rain. And Jezebel was like the mother goddess, kind of like people talk about Mother Earth today. And so in Israel, there was this idea, we need Baal and his rain to have bread. We need Ashtoreth and her Mother Earth to have bread. It was really a question, who provides? Is it the Lord or is it Baal? And sadly, in Elijah's day, most people would have said Baal. And so suddenly, out of the blue, Elijah comes on the scene. Like I told you, this is the first story we hear about Elijah in the Bible. And he just shows up all of a sudden in the presence of King Ahab, and he doesn't waste any time. He thunders out to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Suddenly God showed up and he said, it's not going to rain until I say so. And can you see what God was doing? Do you remember what I just said Baal was the God of? Rain and storm. And so the Lord says, we'll see about this. Right? If you think it's Baal who provides for you, let's see. I, the Lord, will stop sending rain and we'll see if Baal can send some rain on his own. Did Baal send any rain? Now, because Baal isn't real, of course. But there was a problem. If it wasn't going to rain in Israel for years, there was somebody who wasn't going to have any food. Elijah himself. I wonder if that thought crossed his mind as he said these words to King Ahab. He says, the Lord lives. There will be neither dew nor rain for the next year. Wait a minute. What am I going to eat? But God had a plan. God sent Elijah out into the wilderness next to a little brook. And he told Elijah, Elijah, you will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. You see, God usually doesn't just miraculously make things appear in our lives. That's what we always want. It's not how God works. Instead, God provides for us through someone or through something. And for Elijah, it was the ravens. What do you know about ravens? The, the big birds, the big ugly birds, right? Ravens are scavengers, which means they just pick up whatever they can find. And since ravens are scavengers, they're the last animal you would expect to want to share their food with Elijah, right? A raven? 
And yet God used ravens to provide. We're, we're told that every morning and every evening, the ravens brought bread and meat to Elijah, and he drank water from the brook. And it's really quite something. In Elijah's day, people only ate meat once a day if they ever ate meat. And here's Elijah in the middle of a drought, in the middle of a desert, eating bread and meat every morning and every evening. Because who is it that provides? The Lord provides. So who provides for you? Are we all in agreement today that it's not Baal? Good. Here's the harder question. Is it you? Is it you who provides? You know, we don't, we don't have bales today, but we have banks. We don't have asterisks, but we have Walmarts. And it seems like we're all set, right? It seems like out of anything in life, daily bread, that's something that I can take care of myself, right? King Ahab wasn't the only one who forgot who really provides when God's people, the Israelites, in the days of Moses, were about to enter the promised land, God promised them that the promised land was a land of plenty. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses gave God's people this warning. He said, you will want to say that my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gave you the ability to produce wealth. Think back to that woman's prayer request. God, just give my son a little taco in Mexico today. Maybe we need to learn to pray like that. Except actually, you do. You pray like that all the time. Do you know what I'm thinking of? The Lord's Prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught his disciples to pray Give us today our daily bread. He was teaching his disciples and us every single day to trust and pray to God to provide. It's noteworthy that Jesus doesn't tell us to pray, God, help me win the lottery so I never have to go back to you again. It's not what God teaches us to pray. He says, pray, give us today our daily bread so that tomorrow what do we need to do? We need to go back to God, pray the same thing. And the next day, and the next day, Elijah completely depended on the Lord to provide. And he did. So the Lord provides. Until he doesn't. If you're just hearing the story, you might think that Elijah was all set. He's just going to live by this brook. He's got water. He's got bread and meat. Morning and evening, he's all set until it rains again. And then suddenly we hear this. After some time, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Elijah was all set until he wasn't. How often has it happened to you in your life that, that you think you understand how God's going to provide for you until all of a sudden the brook dries up? or you lose your job, or that relationship changes, or you get sick, or there's a pandemic. And now suddenly, the ravens, they were good. The brook, that was nice too. But what about when it stops? Now what? Well, God had a plan. So he had other directions for Elijah. He said, go to the region of Sidon, to the town of Zarephath. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. 
Now, if it sounds strange that God was going to use ravens to take care of Elijah, this was even stranger. Zarephath was a little town that was 100 miles away from where Elijah was, and it was in another country, the country of Sidon. Somebody really, really bad was from the country of Sidon. Do you know who it was? Queen Jezebel. That's where Jezebel was from. Sidon was the place where everybody worshipped Baal. So you see what God was doing? He was going on the attack again. He says, Elijah, you need to walk 100 miles in the middle of a drought to another country, to Baal's home country, and there I've sent you to the home of a, did you hear who it was? Of a widow. I've directed a widow to provide for you there. Now we have some widows with us today, and we love widows. But realize this, in Bible times, did widows provide for other people? No, widows were the ones who needed other people to provide for them. Yet God says, I've directed a widow to supply you with food. Sometimes God's plans just sound crazy, don't they? In fact, when Elijah shows up in Zarephath and he finds this widow and he asks her for a piece of bread, did did you hear how she responded? She said, I don't have any bread. All I have is a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to go back and make a loaf of bread for my son and me. We will eat and we will die. You can just hear the anguish in her voice. Can't you? It just, just hurts to hear someone talk like that. I'm going to find a few sticks to start a fire, cook one more little loaf of bread, and then we're going to starve to death. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but just first, make a loaf of bread for me and bring it to me, and then make something for you and and for your son. For this is what the Lord says. The, The jar of flour will not run out, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the Lord sends rain on the land. Now just think of this situation. Can you imagine being a widow, having enough food, to make one more loaf of bread and then having a strange man from another country suddenly show up and say, give me all your food. My God will provide. What would you say? No way, right? And yet this widow, she went and did as Elijah had told her. It's hard to think of a greater example of faith in the Bible Then this widow, she trusted in the Lord to provide, and he did. So we're told, and so there was food for Elijah and the woman and her family. The jar of flour did not run out, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word the Lord had spoken by Elijah. I heard somebody call this the the daily drama of the jar and the jug. You imagine there must have been this sense of anticipation every single day. I picture this boy, we don't know how old he was, but the woman's son. I picture this little boy every morning waking up and running into the kitchen and what's he going to check? Is there still flour in the, in the jar today? And was there? Yes. And he goes to the little jug of olive oil and he checks, is there still a little oil in the jug? And was there? Yes. Always. Every day. The daily drama of the jar and the jug. God's mercies were new every single morning. They had to trust in God to provide, and he did. The Lord provides. 
As I was studying the story, I, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if this happened at your house too? Wouldn't it be cool if your jar of flour just never ran out or your oil never ran out? And, but then when I, I thought about it, the truth is, for most of us, it does. Every time we get to the bottom of the flour jar, there's another bag to put into it. Every time we open up the cupboard, there's always food in there. And our freezer, I don't know if it's like your freezer, our freezer is always so full of things we can't put more things inside, right? God does provide for us in miraculous ways. Sometimes God uses ravens. Sometimes God uses widows. Usually God uses jobs and parents. Do you see God's hand providing for you? I don't. No, of course, here at church I do. It all makes sense here at church, right? The Lord provides. I have to admit that often in my life I, I don't actually put that into practice in my heart. I look at how hard I'm working and you know what I think? I've earned it, right? Everything we have, I've earned it. Or I look at all the things that I don't have that I think I should have and I say, well, God hasn't given me those things. Does this sinful attitude ever crawl into your heart and into your mind? This attitude that whatever I have, I've earned it, I deserve it. Whatever I don't have, well, God hasn't given that to me. Sounds just like those Israelites complaining in the desert. God had done so much for them. If you know the story of the Israelites, God had sent the ten plagues to get them out of Egypt. God had parted the Red Sea so they could cross on dry land. God gave them manna miraculously, not even through ravens. It just appeared on the ground every single morning. And yet what did they say to God? Give us water to drink. What have you been complaining about lately? To put that into perspective, doesn't it? Moses wanted to leave those people at the side of the road. He said, what should I do with these people, God? That's not what God should do with you and me. It should just be done with us. Except the Lord provides. Not just bread and meat, as if that were a small thing, but the Lord provides actually what we need even more than bread and meat. He provided a Savior. He provides forgiveness for our sins. He provides Food for our souls. God didn't just give bread and meat. God sent his own son, Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross to forgive every one of our sins. That, see, I, I knew I was going to get stuck here. I wanted to say ungrateful. Is that actually a word? That in, ingracious heart that we have? That ingratitude. Maybe we should go with that. That ungrateful heart, it's forgiven. That proud heart that says, well, I've earned it, that's forgiven. All those complaints, where do we even start? They're forgiven at Jesus' cross. It's that cross of Jesus that, that changes our hearts. Because when you see that Jesus was willing to die for you, do you think Jesus is ever going to abandon you? No way. The Apostle Paul put it like this, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? 
When Jesus talked with that woman at the well in, the, in our gospel lesson today, he wanted to shift her focus off of just her physical needs to her spiritual needs too. He, he told her about the water in that well. Whoever drinks this water will be thirsty again. going to have to keep coming back. But he made this promise, whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. In fact, the water I give them will well up in them to be springs of living water that well up to eternal life. And, and we need water and food, but it's always going to run out. You're going to eat lunch today, and somehow you're still going to need to eat supper. But Jesus, he gives us this food that's meant to last forever. Your health comes and goes. But Jesus gives you the strength that's meant to endure forever. The Lord provides. Let's trust in him. Even in the droughts. There's another prophet in the Old Testament, Habakkuk. He's not as well known as Elijah. But he faced some really difficult times. At the end of his book, this is what he wrote. He says, Even though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine. Even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no fruit. Even though there are no sheep in the pens and no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. What powerful words. Because the Lord provides. And even when, he, when it seems like he doesn't. Look for God's hand behind every raven. And every widow, and learn to pray like Jesus taught us. Give us today our daily bread. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, your people long ago wrestled with the question of who really provides. They were tempted to turn away to false idols. Lord, whether we realize it or not, we wrestle with that same question today. For us today, I think many of us are tempted to trust in ourselves and in our own hard work to provide instead of trusting in you. Heavenly Father, thank you for showing us your provision in every part of life. You give us the food we eat and the water we drink. You give us Jesus Christ, eternal salvation through faith in him. Dear Lord, convince us that you provide. And when we believe that, help us not to complain or to worry, but to trust in you. Dear Lord, we know that there are a lot of people who do pray that prayer just to have a little taco, a little bread. Lord, we pray for all those who have so many different needs. Use us in our church. Use other people to provide your good things to them just as you've provided to us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.